I'm Francesca Donnellan. Welcome to Becoming More Human, the podcast. Every generation, through its arts and creativity, explores the same questions. Who am I and what really matters? We are so often taught how to emulate others to make other people happy. But how do we access what's good for ourselves and be strong enough to actually claim it? It's a constant practice because we all keep evolving. There are no limits to personal growth. You can start your journey today and get closer to discovering your true self. Give back to the people around you and make the world a better place. Welcome back, everyone, to Becoming More Human. As always, we are so grateful for you to join us on this journey. And, you know, every week, like we have for the last however many years we've been doing this podcast, we have the one and the only Uncle Kevin. Uncle Kevin, how are you doing today? Are you good? I am good. Thank you, Fran. Lovely to chat with you and to see you. Um, yeah, all is good. I'm uh, loving life. Good. Well, me too. I am outside in the office in the garden with the door open. The birds are tweeting. I can hear the children playing. It's very idyllic, I have to say, until we hear probably one of them screaming and it picks up on the microphone for you all. (laughs) They'll slam the door shut in a rage of fury. (laughs) Um, But at the moment, it feels very idyllic. We have needed needed this sunshine so badly the the summer or the spring I should say is very late this year so I am enjoying this rare moment of recording the podcast not in my bedroom under a duvet cover (laughs) which I have done many times before I know spring over here is about four or five weeks late Mm. Um, we're seeing trees uh not even leaf till like four or five weeks after they normally do so yes it is, as the song says, spring will be a little late this year, and, mm. but uh, that means we'll probably also have a, a long summer, so let's, let's hope for that. But it is, it's spring, and spring is the time of, certainly in the northern hemisphere, for those of us in uh, North America and, and uh, the northern parts of Europe, spring is, is the time of new beginnings, mm. psychologically, physiologically. We respond to all of the sunshine, the change in temperature, when we're connected to the earth in any way. It's very hard when you're living in a concrete block in the middle of a city. But if you're connected to the the country and the earth in any way, you can't avoid but being echoing what's going on in the soil. Mm. And uh, it's always a really interesting time. From pagan times onwards, spring is special. Yeah, it certainly is. And it does get you really excited about what's to come, but we certainly haven't felt that yet in the UK. We haven't had that little glimmer, but it's slowly seeping in and it makes life a lot more sort of exciting and feeling that, you know, summer is around the corner, longer days and more time, you know, to listen to podcasts. Hopefully more people listening to our podcast, Uncle Kevin, enjoying lots of lovely leisurely walks um, out in nature. So this week, Uncle Kevin, we had Marcelina's interview and it was a really, it was a really lovely interview. It was another one of these interviews that felt like you just had a gentle hug. It was like, oh, yes, I needed to hear that. It was really nice. And, you know, we talk about new beginnings. I think Marcelina is definitely somebody who's gone through new beginnings um, and in terms of her life path now, where she's at and traveling the world and finding her breath, finding movement and putting that at the center, it, it, it's really quite admirable. You know, she's, she's young, 
you know, she's she's finding all this, I'd say, you know, really early in life and, and to put that at the centre, I think is, is quite admirable. And something, although in my mind, I would love to do, you know, there's always something pulling me back, Uncle Kevin, to the status quo. That's that's the problem. I love that idea of, you know, and letting, you, letting have, it all go. There you have hit the nail on the head, Frank. <laughs> Absolutely, literally nailed it. Yes. If we all had unlimited security resources, mm. if we didn't have commitments, gosh, wouldn't we all live really different lives? Mm. Now, some people would choose to get drunk every day yeah, and, and uh, drive fast cars and, and generally cause mayhem because they're totally uh, in need of therapy and, and um a little bit but i think the vast majority of people and i really do believe this i believe the vast majority of the people of people generally in every country in every culture given security of resources in other words housing food community most people would love to to use the phrase get back to nature which ultimately means getting back to us true selves Mm, yeah so the challenge is how do i balance that marcelina has made the choice bravely but inspirationally to spend her life trying to be authentic to the true choices of her life she has tried marketing businesses and then having jobs and she literally as she said wasn't comfortable in her skin she could do the job and as you said it's you know it's nice to have the paycheck it's nice to have all the other things but she has made the choice to say you know what i can reshape my life and have different values and i would suggest she's going to be a lot happier and 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 a lot more i'm going to use the word content yeah it's a good word Um, love that word I found her her interview uh, both inspirational and incredibly challenging. In what sense? Because what I found myself asking myself is, what are my values? What are my true Mm. values about, you know, being a human being on this planet? And and we've used the phrase before, um, as we we do in theatre, something having all production and no content. Uh, I think your comment was, mink coat and no knickers which is slightly (laughs) different but never mind Um, but the idea that we spend so much of our lives creating an image an image of ourselves and we grow up thinking uh, expectations you know i'm meant to have a job i'm meant to have a partner i'm meant to have a nice house i'm meant to work really hard because that's what everyone expects. And we spend a lot of our early life doing everything that everybody else or society or who we think society is telling yeah. us what to do and then fulfilling their expectations. And what Marcelino seems to be saying is, yeah, you can do that and you can decide that that's going to make you happy. But the truth is, if you're not happy in your own skin, mm. are you really happy? And I have to say, in my experience doing counseling uh, i'm not a therapist but i, I do do some, some personal and spiritual counseling um, yeah. but i certainly know plenty of therapists and i do not know a therapist who has got any free time at the moment for mm. the last 
five years, therapists have been chock-a-block. You can't get an appointment. It's very hard to get a new therapist. Yeah. People are realizing they have been, and I'm going to say this bluntly, people have been living a lie for decades, and the age of the, um, the midlife crisis is yeah. getting younger and younger and younger. It used mm-hmm. to be late 50s, early 60s. People are having a midlife crisis at 35 now. Mm, yeah, and I I absolutely believe that and, and can see that. I think there's definitely, I can see in my generation, a lot more people reflecting on on the status quo of what life has been told to them, that it should be a certain way, and actually maybe it doesn't need to be this way. And it causes conflict, um, I think, both personally but also sort of culturally I think you know we have the king's coronation coming up for instance and you know I was listening to the radio this morning and you know younger people (laughs) probably younger than me predominantly were on there you know talking about it not wanting it to happen and they don't believe it's the future of 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 what life you know in that through their lens should look like for various reasons and you know the older generations obviously said the opposite so it you know we can see and it's happening all the time through politics as well people are questioning the status quo and I think it's happening on the outside to some of these big things around us but it ultimately still sits with you as a person and I think ultimately we are conditioned to go to work we are we are conditioned to do a job and to take a paycheck and to not to not rock the boat to pay a mortgage to buy a house um, to go on nice holidays. It's it's a conditioning that I think is, um, I think you can only really realize you're going through that and you're in those motions when something big in life happens to shake you. And that's that, that moment, that big ha-ha moment, but it has to come through those big life-changing moments. Otherwise, th- that internal shift doesn't move. You don't get to look at your life differently. You don't really question, is this the right path for me? And it's it's only by doing the work, as you know, you end up pulling yourself up on that journey. You know, I did it to myself, actually, you know, a couple of days ago. I said, right, we're now at the beginning of a, a new month. We're, you know, we've done the first quarter of the year. I need to have a look at where I'm going. It's suddenly thing life's moved a bit quickly over the last couple of months. I just need to slow down and take stock before it runs away with me again. Equally, my other brain is like, why would you take stock and slow down and question it? Why wouldn't you just keep going? It's it's going. Life is just going. So why don't you just keep going along with it? And actually, you know, I have done a lot of work. I've still got a lot of work to do. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we're, <laughs> that's why we do this podcast. Every time we have this chat, Uncle Kevin, I'm like, ah, oh, I didn't think of that. Um, but for me, I just know some of the little bits I have learned so far on this journey is that I do need to like pull myself back and take time. And I like, for instance, I've got a whole day coming up later at the end of this week that I've completely mapped out that's a free time for me to do creative projects. Referencing Claire's interview, you know, it's going back to kind of, I need that space. I need that time. The only way I can do that is by putting some boundaries in place and protect that time um, wisely. But, you know, it's easier said than done, Uncle Kevin. But Fran, you're you're doing what you have to do. So let's, let's clarify a couple of things. Work is not bad as long as you're not being abused. Yes, we all have to work. We all need to put a shelter over our head. And if we're not going to build the house ourselves, we need somebody else to build it, in which case we need to have money to pay them to build it. So these things, um, these commitments are not bad in and of themselves necessarily. Um, most of them are generally good. We, we live in a community. I'm not going to be the person building the roads and building the houses, I'm willing to do other things 
and then I can pay the people who are willing to build the roads and the houses. They, on the other hand, maybe don't have the time or skills to do some of the stuff I do. So this is a this is what community is. We all contribute something mm. to the greater good. Now, we won't get into the politics of the people who sit on the outside and just take 10% out of everything but never actually do anything. Yeah. But that's a different conversation, and we'll leave that <laughs> somebody who wants to have a, a politics uh, conversation. It's incredibly important, but um, the truth is, for most of us, most of the time, that's not where we are. So the word I think we have to maybe um, look at is, what are my values? In other words, why am I doing stuff? And what's the stuff I'm doing that I wish I wasn't? Not just because I don't mm. like it, but I feel bad doing it. Yeah. As opposed to what are my values and how do I use my time? Yes, we all have to work. Some of us are very lucky. We, we, we love our jobs. Other people do really, really necessary things. No one is going to love being a, I don't think anyone loves being a miner, for instance. I'm, I'm sure most people who uh, have really hard jobs would, be, would much prefer to be doing something much easier less strain on their body, healthier for them. And, and the truth is, as a society, we don't, we don't say thank you to these people. And this happened a lot you know, during COVID, where people were like, oh, the NHS, the NHS, which is great. Of course, I agree with that entirely. But what about garbage collectors? You know, they, they're just as valued. If the garbage collectors go on strike, you know about it really quickly. Mm. The thing is, though, Uncle Kevin, we don't put our, our culture. Is, you know, it's not set up for lots of things. It's not set up for for us to to praise the garbage collectors. It's not it's not aligned with um, appraising anyone in those public sectors that offers, you know, a service that we genuinely couldn't live without. You know, I look at my industry, there's a lot of things that you could probably live without <laughs> in my world, but it, it, it's still considered, you know, higher value in it from, from a financial perspective. Yeah. There's other things that are not considered, you know, important, and that is our personal well-being. Our, it, it's getting there in, in a way. I think some businesses support humans uh human development in some aspects but you know when i talk to companies you know a lot of the time it's like oh well we're monitoring our employees we've got an app for this an app for that and we ask them these questions and it's like wow it's so far away from becoming more human you know that's not becoming that that's like the opposite we're just we're filling voids so often with technology uh, rather than looking at really what is what do we need what is what is becoming more human and i think marcelina is you know nailing it in lots of ways it's it's going back to pure basics and going back to the breath going back to movement going back to our body going back to looking at what we need to you know replenish our body with our food our drink you know especially in the uk the drinking culture is you know has always been out of control it, it it's it's a country known for enjoying a few drinks um, but I have seen that change and changing, I should say, from, you know, within my own friendship groups. It's all these little signs, Uncle Kevin, that you see, but they don't all join to make a bigger thing. It's not a community coming together because the people, the communities that come together to sort of change their life in that way and to put health before wealth, maybe, you know, to 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 come back to their breath, to be more mindful is, is the people that sort of have some serious money that go on all these yoga retreats and you know 
amazing wellness um, weeks away or a few days away to reset and recalibrate. They're having like small little snippets of perhaps, you know, where life should mostly be spent is looking after ourselves. But, you know, we don't have a culture like that. And I was with a friend last night, uh, actually, who lives in LA and um, she was talking to me that she just moved from New York and just couldn't believe the culture difference with the health out there. And, you know, people genuinely don't drink like as a whole, not just like, oh, that group of friends don't drink or she's like, no, generally like nobody, you know, drinking is not on the agenda, like health, putting your goodness into your body, looking at, you know, whatever it is, going hiking, exercise. So it definitely is probably different in different areas of of the world. Certainly in the UK, it, it's not, it's not deemed as, as a priority. If you said to somebody, you would rather go to the you'd rather go to yoga than go to the pub they'd probably disown you still you know we haven't moved away from that I don't think massively especially if you said it on you know you were doing yoga on a Friday night instead of going to the pub I think (laughs) I think I think somebody would start taking the mickey out of you for that yeah I think that's probably true in 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 many places and and I I drive past one of our local gyms uh, a lot and I'll tell you the parking lot is pretty quiet on a Saturday night (laughs) as much as people are into uh, gym goers as much as they are into going to the gym they're not there on a saturday night Um, (laughs) and um, i don't blame them either uncle kevin you should be on the dance floor working off those calories listening to your music yeah Yeah, absolutely what i would suggest is again i can i want to come back to the word I got from Marcelina's uh, interview, and that is values. And she she talked about this in terms of what is inside you. She talked about it physically in terms of being connected to your body, and and that's and your breath, and that's the physical way to actually do it. But even if you're talking about it psychologically, who am I inside me? In any given moment of a day. Do I feel grounded? You can be of any political persuasion. You can be, you know, rich, poor, mm. whatever. The question, yeah. the question is still the same. Do you feel grounded? It doesn't cost you anything. It's just awareness of mind. Do you feel grounded? Do you feel happy? And if you're not happy, what are you willing and able to do about it? The other thing is, do you laugh? She talked a lot about laughter. I actually mm. went on a one-day retreat when I was a hospice chaplain, it was uh, on laughter therapy. Amazing. And the the doctor Love was, her, I remember her name, it was Dr. Annette Goodhart. I would <laughs> love to have her as my GP. That Dr. has Annette to be made Goodhart. up, Uncle Kevin. That has to be made up. No, she can't. No, that's her real name. <laughs> it really is her real name. Um, oh, gosh. And, and she literally, she works with people who are dying largely and, and with PTSD and things like that. And she's a, she works through laughter because laughter comes uh, in the same place in our body as tears. Mm. And one of the things that she found and people doing the research found is if people stop laughing, they stop crying. And when we stop crying, we stop laughing. And that's so often uh, if you've ever been in that situation where you literally don't know whether to laugh or to cry mm. and you end up doing both. I've been to funerals where people are crying, but then they start laughing, and then they start crying, and mm. they start laughing. They sit in our bodies physiologically in this place so that when we suppress them, we suppress everything. Yeah. And so, again, 
it doesn't cost anything to have a good giggle. <laughs> In fact, there she is. She had this full auditorium of doctors and nurses and psychotherapists and, and others. So, you know, a sort of a high-end group. And she said, okay, we're going to start with a, a 60-minute, a 60-second giggle. I will start. And she just started giggling. And everyone's like, no, no. <laughs> and then, you know, of course, within 30 seconds, the entire room is giggling. Yeah. And then she looks at her watch. She goes, okay, stop. And she says, how do you feel? And everyone was like, great. Okay. How much did that cost? Nothing. Okay. Literally. I, I dare Love anyone that. to try it. Look in the mirror and have a 60-second giggle. And then don't tell me, you know, you don't feel better. Yeah. It is literally that simple. It is, but it's, it's sound, it feels, it, again, it, it's a little bit uh, referencing back to a couple of weeks ago's episode, Claire's, if you haven't listened, please go back and listen. But, you know, it's this childlike state. It's this fun part. It's that letting go, being spontaneous, just, you know, let go of all the expectations that you think you have about yourself and just be you in that moment and that's so hard uncle kevin that's really hard i mean absolutely please if you're listening go and try and have a good giggle in the mirror and just first of all get over your ego it's going <laughs> to stop you and you're going to feel like an absolute idiot but you've got to ride through that because it's definitely worth it and it's free medicine it is so the breath it, it you know, I, like most people of my age, uh, have issues with blood pressure. So I've had to start doing deep breathing exercises to control my blood pressure. It's much cheaper than medication, and it works better. I don't remember to do it all the time, so I still take the medication. But <laughs> deep breathing exercises, they're so good for you. Drinking clear water or even alkaline water, so good for you. Learning how to laugh. Literally, I mean, and, and here we could get into a whole workshop that I, I, I've done, is how do people stand? You know, if you look at the way you're standing um, at the kitchen sink uh, or waiting for um, waiting for somebody who's in, in a line or something, what, where's the, what's the position of your body? How aligned are you? Because the way our body works, it, it doesn't automatically go into the most efficient position. Yeah. So people who do yoga, people who do Pilates, which is a wonderful exercise system too, and not necessarily weight training, that can actually throw you off. Yeah. But there's lots of ways to physically put, you know, literally put yourself back together. Again, if you choose to have the values to make that important and make it a priority. And here again, as you said, society doesn't generally encourage us in that direction. So we are part of the 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 movement and the shift to say becoming more fully human is to take ownership of your own being mm. literally as Marceline is saying literally in your own body how do you exercise how do you breathe I would include how do you have sex you know, mm. what how do you make it a pleasure to have life within you mm. and if we don't have pleasure in having life within us like nature does when you look outside the window, then, then we have a challenge. If we are not blooming at all, ever, then we need to find out what's going wrong. Mm, and and that begins in our bodies. Don't wait until you have to go and see a doctor. Don't wait until you have to have an operation. 
Mm. Your body is where you live. And my Marcelina says this, this is where I live. It, it, I don't live in my house. I live in my body. Yeah, so true. And so simple, we, isn't it? But so true. So simple, but so true and so difficult. So difficult. Why are some, the simplest things, living life, you know, becoming more human, they're all so simple when you, when you sort of read it on a piece of paper. But to do it and to live it and to be consistent by it is really difficult. So we have to thank, uh, I say thank in inverted commas, our, um, our philosophers uh, in the Greek school going back 2,000 years because they regarded the spirit of a person as being in the mind. Everything comes out of the mind. The brain is the center of all being. Right. Uh, or ancient doctoring and, and modern doctrine is coming around to this, is realizing the center of our being is our spine and our heart. So part of our, you know, I mean, when, when something comes up, I guarantee you the first thing people say, well, what do you think about that? Mm. What we should say is, how, what do you feel about that? Where mm. do you feel it? How do you feel it? You know, if something's gone bad, what do you think about that? Well, that yeah. could last that, but... If you've got a, a knot in your stomach because of something you've just heard, yeah, that, that's telling you way more about what's going on than your eye like, oh, well, that's probably not, you know, that's not a good idea. The mind is a place to retreat from reality. And most people do not live in reality. They live in a fantasy, literally in their mind. Yeah. So what Martin yeah. is talking about is I getting agree. out of the fantasy of our mind back into our bodies and putting the brain in its correct position, which is simply a computer to make things happen easier. Mm. Run let the computer run everything else. We, we, it's exactly what we're facing with AI these days. Yeah. Do we I'm let AI run us or are we running AI? And it's right. the same with our brain and our bodies. Sorry, Uncle Kevin, the head of Google uh, AI, I was reading a little snippet in the newspaper this week and he's just left. He said it's too yes. dangerous and he it's said it, it will be running us. So he feels it's going to go that way around. Whilst we're running it, I think it might switch. You know, somebody joked the other day, he said, now when I go on and do something on my computer, the computer asked me to prove I'm not a robot. <laughs> you have to click that button that says I am not yeah, a robot. Do, yeah. Yeah. So we are now telling the machines that we are not robots. Yeah, exactly. We're it's already crazy. saying that. So it's it, as a small as a as a local scale. That's exactly what is happening in relationship between our brain and our bodies. Yeah, it's bad. The computer's not bad. AI is not bad. It's no, the relationship that is out of whack, and that is what uh, this wonderful lady has been telling us. She's choosing to really dedicate. So I suppose the invitation for all of us is to take stock to to take the time to ask what are my values, what's the balance, yeah. do I laugh, do I, do I literally live in my body or do I live in my head? Mm. And if I only live in my head, then the invitation is to start enjoying my body again. Just like the nature that's happening outside, do you want to live in a barren landscape where everything is purely functional, run by the fantasy machine in my head, or do I want to get back into my body? It's actually a huge challenge. I'm so glad you had uh, Marcelina come on because it really is the bedrock conversation that everyone has to have if we want to do anything mm. with our business, our personal life, or whatever. If we're not at home in our bodies, we don't live in the world. Mm. 
what a wonderful place to leave it on. I love that. If we're not at home in our bodies. We're living, we're living in some sort of computer game. <laughs> certainly feels like it sometimes, there doesn't it? Certainly, certainly feels like it. Oh, well, Uncle Kevin, thank you so much um, for, for tonight. Absolutely love that. So we will see you again next week. Take care, and everyone, take a deep breath, have a good giggle, wiggle your toes, and uh, and uh, enjoy the sunshine when you can. God bless. Bye-bye. I'm Francesca Donnellan, and you've been listening to Becoming More Human, the podcast. You can follow Becoming More Human on Instagram, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your podcast apps, such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and Google. And don't forget to check out our website for exclusive audio content on becomingmorehuman.co.uk. Join me next week for another inspiring conversation. Thank you for listening.